Yo, this is uh, Brian from Invite the Neighbors. This is another episode. Um, just a little bit of a uh, heads up for you listeners. This um, Discord has not been kind to us. Uh, the, hence the delay in the Call the Wolf episode, which was supposed to come out last week. Um, and the one that did come out is very noisy. Sometimes when you record with Discord, it just... Honestly, I don't know how to explain it. Like, the recording just came back really noisy. We weren't having any issues during the actual recording, and then all of a sudden when we got it, it was just sounded like shit. So I apologize to Call the Wolf. Um, you know, it was really stressful for me to even realize that, and I got really pissed off. And sometimes when I feel like that, like, that stops me from, like, making any progress on anything. Not that I'm trying to make excuses or anything like that or, you know, have a woe is me pity party here, but that's just the reality of it. It's just the way my brain works. Like, when some things aren't going right, like, sometimes I just, like, uh, it just, it's like a demobilizer, and it, it, that's kind of happened, but I'm trying to put out some more episodes um, to make up for it, and... I don't. I put all this pressure on myself as if like there's people out there going, "Where's the podcast?" You know what I mean? Like, who gives a fuck, dude? Like, you guys are cool. Like, I don't think that there's any. I don't think this. I think I'm overinflating the importance of this podcast as much as I do appreciate you guys listening, and I hope that this gets bigger someday. Um, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, but it's more frustrating because so much work goes into doing it that when I just can't get it to sound good for like a particular episode i feel bad for the artist more than anyone but it just sucks anyways this episode i wanted to release because it's just we had a silly goose time uh it's andrea doria's second time on the podcast um they're an ann arbor band they're friends of mine um we always have a, a silly time we fuck around a lot with each other but then you know we have decent conversations too um so this was just just me and andrea doria no benny this time around um but yeah, I don't even remember what we talked about. We did so many episodes during quarantine that like we I did this over a month ago. So like I don't even remember like what the content of this episode is other than like we just fuck around a lot. Um but I could really I would really appreciate if you guys would subscribe to the podcast um on Spotify or Apple Podcasts wherever you listen, like review it or subscribe or share it because I just really want to get the numbers up and I want more people to listen to this, to be honest. Um, you know, that way when bands come on, more people are listening and they're, they're, they're able to promote themselves to a larger audience. Um, so yeah, if you guys could do that, if you go to my website, there's a plate, there's links for you to subscribe to all the major platforms. So if you go to invite the neighbors dot blueberry, so that's invite the neighbors dot B L U B R R Y dot net. And if you go over to the right, um, there are links to Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, um, Stitcher, all those, all those streaming platforms where it's super easy to subscribe. So that would be awesome if you guys could do that. Um, anyways, I've kind of experiment. You know, I've had the idea of experimenting with a little bit slightly longer intro once in a while, just to give you guys more insight into what's going on behind the scenes. Like, just I. One of the reasons I like podcasts is because I like the personalities of the people hosting them and the people on them. So maybe I could give you guys a little bit of insight into like the the Brian behind the podcast host, I guess. I don't know if that even makes sense, but I just think maybe um, if you guys understood where I was coming from as a person, like what was going on in my life around these episodes, maybe that would create a little bit more interest. Um, you guys can let me know in like comments on Instagram and things like that. If anyone wants to reach out, I'm always willing to talk about the podcast 
um, and, you know, take tips or whatever, you know, as long as they're not mean, but I haven't gotten anything like that. So anyways, here's the episode with Andrea Doria. Thank you guys for listening and enjoy. Good. MX. Oh, oh, that's fucked up. It's weird. You guys all, you guys all heard that? Like, okay. It's dystopian. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Actually, no, it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice because... Um, and are you coding? It like, lets us know, like, if you're... It's like on Snapchat, if you screenshot something, it lets the other person know. Like, I mean, what? sure, dude. I guess. Hey, I'm going to start this with a, a quick <laughs> disclaimer for the listeners. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like this. We could have used this the last time around. I might have actually put it, but I like all the people in Andrea Dory. Oh my god! And so sad. We're, I would say that we're friends. We like each other. Well, at least I do. I like you guys. I don't know if you like me, but it's gonna get. It's gonna get heavy. It's gonna get nasty. It's gonna get mean, and it's gonna and get wild is, up in here. And this is your intervention to teach you new jokes. To yeah, teach you I mean, new ways to make fun. Dude, it's like I will say this, like when you guys are so good at like whenever I make a joke with you guys on social media or something, you're so good at making it look like I'm being a bully, like <laughs> with, with, <laughs> responding in a way that like you're actually hurt. So like if someone doesn't know that we actually know each other, they would just think I'm a complete asshole and you guys yeah. are definitely good at doing that. That's the long game. It's like constructive no. gaslighting. It's yeah. Constructive gaslighting. If only you were as good at music as you are at doing that, you know? And how does it feel to be such a hack that you have shitty bands on your podcast? A shitty bands? Yeah, you call this shitty and we're on your podcast. Who just closed yeah, the creaky true. door? I gotta balance it out. I can't have dog lag on every episode. You have dog leg on? That's cool. Yeah, I, I mean... listen to your podcast, so I don't know. I, I, I actually didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I literally didn't know that. Well, you know, There's so many episodes. You know, it's kind of pretty relevant. prolific. You're pretty prolific, honestly. I am. I am impressed. Didn't you have a band? Yeah, from, you have like uh, Minneapolis. Hmm. On that's cool. Yep. Yep. Uh, I counted, cool. and so like, in April was the one year anniversary, and I had done bands in like 15 states, three countries, uh, yeah. two continents. So. Oh. So I'm so glad I'm so glad we could be on this podcast about you. This is awesome. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> when are you gonna start building continuity between the episodes? Like you're like, oh, yeah. you had to see episode 17 in order to understand this joke. Oh, that's hey, actually you, a pretty good idea. I mean, Mark Maron's kind of like that sometimes. It's kind of like, like every kinda like show. Oh well, yeah, I'm talking about interview shows though. Like Skyrim lore. Brian, Brian, have you listened? Have you listened to This American Life? That's a good podcast. Maybe you could take some pointers from that. I have not. <laughs> is it is it boring and about politics or some shit? Because I can't be bothered with that stuff. I think mean, politics like, are boring. Yeah. What do you? Yeah. Mean, you think, you think I mean, the things that that define the fabric of our world like that? And do you listen I mean, to Joe Rogan? Boring? Is that more your speed? Yeah. I mean, why would I listen? Well, I watch the news or listen to political stuff when I could just watch House of Cards and get everything I need to know from that? You know. Yeah. I think. Satire. I feel like all sarcasm. Sarcasm. I think so it's no ones. I I, I watched House of Cards, but before you know, Kevin's everyone knew that Kevin Spacey was a creeper. Um, it was one. So of you're just exempt. Oh uh, yeah, grandfathered in. You know, it sucks because like that was one of my favorite shows. Brand new it was like my favorite band, and all these all these problematic things. I was 
a huge fan of before everyone before they got canceled and now happened to brand yeah. new uh dude i mean like jesse lacy was like manipulating underage girls and like having like doing weird shit over skype and allegedly like hooking up with them it was oh uh, it was okay highly questionable behavior yeah beyond questionable rather yeah um what's the word indefensible kind of like the 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 warp tour band kind of thing yeah you remember well, the, like blood on the dance floor and all those weird bands i do remember blood on the dance floor uh but yeah they were I, ridiculous See, they kind of remind me of you guys a little bit. Like, okay, this has to be like you see them live, and you're like, okay, they're they're taking the piss, right? They're just kind of they're fucking around. They're just kind of like trying to see no what they can get away with. Really you don't know blood on the dance floor. I wish I could remember a lyric right now. I, I wish I could. I never listened I, to them. Do I sound bad to all you guys right now? Because Drew, you just yeah, like I, I think oh, just you, just oh, you, Brian. I don't know why. Is there is there something you could? Is there something you could fix there? Yeah, let me try. Um, <clears throat> maybe, you could use, maybe you could use that. Uh, I can make out what you're that, saying, kind of. It just sounded a little goofy. You're saying like you could use that government money to get yourself like better. <laughs> or something. Wait, I have a funny joke about this. Okay, yeah. so I lot about into now the band's Instagram, and uh, I think we talk, Brian. It oh what about now? What about now? Does it sound yeah, better? This now? rocks. Sounds this better. Rocks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Dope, dope, dope. Um, so why why are you on this podcast right now? You've been on before. What what's different now? What's new? Because you asked weird. us. We're just all in the house. No, I you didn't. asked us again. I definitely actually, didn't ask you. Actually, no, You're, I uh, I requested. I thought it'd be fun. That's fucking weird, Parker. Really weird. Um yeah, I don't know what's different. I, yeah, now I'm. I got a lot of free time. A lot of free time too. I got good and lots of shows. Uh, Recording an audition tape for state—that's kind of stressful. That's different. For what? Trying to go to states, state competition. Wayne, Wayne State, baby, university. Oh, Music. I thought you meant like state vampire weekend cover band competition or something. Oh, I see. I get. You. Uh, I don't even play guitar. Yeah, what's, so I heard that you guys are starting, um, you're moving towards computers as your instruments. Oh, that's Is not that true. Because you couldn't get the actual no, instruments to work? That's true. Or, uh, um, so we've reached our first impasse. GarageBand. <laughs> I think that pivoting is, since is you know, it's it could be cowardly, but it could also be, I mean, it's proven to be either cowardly or extremely, like, prolific. I don't Crazy. think we're pivoting yeah. to synth. I've been doing, I've been pivoting you know, to GarageBand loops. Yeah, I don't fully understand most synthesizers, so it's sort of hard for me to pivot. Um, I, I think our music, our music is pivoting. I don't think it's the same, but I don't know if it's more computer. I feel like it's definitely. I mean, I said that because it was funny. But, um, earlier, when oh, we were talking over text, I no, I don't. That's not really doing oh like, you're joking okay yeah, i was what about really, the whole mumford and sons thing are you guys the next not, mumford and sons? actually more accurate I feel I like, you, know, 
You guys, for people who've never heard you, I'll I'll put a song if you send me an MP3 or a wave. I'll put it in the episodes. People can actually hear your band. But I would I would describe it if like if Mumford and Sons and Vampire Weekend had a baby, except Mumford and Son and Vampire Weekends were actually siblings and had the baby, and the baby had a lot going on. You know what I mean? And but still, it's like it's cute, and it's like wow, it's actually making it. You know what I mean? Like you're rooting for it. You're really rooting for it, but you just you just don't know. But that baby's got congenital heart defects. I haven't played yeah. music in so long. I don't even know if that's accurate. I forgot what we sound like. Yeah, yeah I, we're just uh, we're just playing on GarageBand a lot. I actually I mean, like your band a lot. I tell you that. I not and that not just to qualify all the all the shit talk. Um, but no, I think you guys are actually the reason I would I bring up Vampire Weekend is because it reminds me of a little bit of that like collegiate sort of tongue in cheek. Um, you know, like fun sounding, like early Vampire Weekend before they got huge and started taking themselves more I seriously. Like, I feel like huh. Father of the Bride was like something that we all talked about and laughed about. Like, oh gosh, like that's um, actually Andrew called it, said that uh, Ezra Koenig's going to come out with an album that just sounds like classic rock. Did and I, I, I did call? I called that in 2014. Yeah. And so I think maybe our vibe is more like Father of the Bride. I guess it's kind of wonky now. Yeah. The I think that we're sharing. Yeah, I think that uh, there's like an there's a pretty wide movement. I feel like to like more grass, uh, like I don't even know grass rock. That's what I'd call it. Like, <laughs> what I mean, it's like. It's are you in the seventies? Are you from the seventies, dude? No, call, are you talking though. about like weed rock or? No, no, yes, no. Yeah. Like everyone's moving Plants. towards like seventies type tones. It sort of would like to. Oh, if we do oh, I, that. I, I say weed. I say weed rock. I'm okay with that. That's, Don't a fine, that's a fine <laughs> thing to say. Not like Caius, though. <laughs> no, I love Caius. I like Caius more than Father of the Bride. What did you, you think? like Caius, I'd be so sad. What I did you think we're, of we're like... Getting the classic rock, though. Everybody is. So you guys are trend followers, would you say? Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I really... Fucker, you fucker. If, gotcha. we're the first one, if we're the first ones to release music, then we're technically trailblazers in the downriver scene, but trendsetters on a national scale. Wait, trend follow. Wait a second. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's okay. all about who's the first to the to the buck in the downriver scene. Like it's sort of um, we're all sort of in communication. Like you guys better not release a grass rock album before I do. Uh, uh, it's all fun. It's all fun. Yeah, you know. So boys. here's here's an uh, an analogy. Um, Led Zeppelin is to Greta Van Fleet as Vampire Weekend is to Andrea Doria. Is that no, not at all. No, okay, okay, no, okay. No. Come on, could probably we could probably give you like a um, fun, just like things that here's we've been a, working. Here's an on. actual question. Here's an actual question. What is Finally. a band that like? All, if all you guys were going to go to a show together, what's a band that like would get all you guys to go? Like all the bands. Yeah, we did that. Dirty Projectors, yeah. All the bands. We and kind of all like them? the same music. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely like all the same shit. Um, yeah. I think Andrew is like <clears throat> into more like pop freaky stuff, and Parker goes into more like uh, piano stuff, and uh, no, so we all have we're all in the same vein, and we're just sort of like little branches on a tree, you know. 
of our branches flowing over. But it's one, but it's like one, that. one trunk. One trunk. Yeah, one trunk. Because it's not trunk. like I don't like what Andrew listens to. It's just <clears> more sorry, his keep vibe. coughing. Now, is the trunk the drummer you stole from me? Yeah. Is that? Okay. If you treated him better, then he wouldn't have come <laughs> to us, Brian. I treated him well. I gave him all the space he needed. I told him a long time ago that if he ever feels overwhelmed or f- that like the music in a daydream is making or whatever doesn't feel like the music he wants to be making, then yeah. he's free to go and no hard feelings. And that's how it was. Does he not play with you anymore? No, no. Um, Cause he like doesn't? he wants to, no, he wants to start a band and like we live far away. So we weren't really able to jam much. Uh, he, he called me up one day and was just like, you know, told me i knew what he was gonna say you know he's just got too much going on and he wants to do other stuff and noah's really talented like he definitely could have his own band where he writes the songs and stuff and he just like you know being in a daydream where that's my thing where i write the songs and i kind of have like this heavy-handed uh role in the songwriting you know yeah it's your project someone yeah i could see someone not wanting to do that that. was cool and so would you say that we be cucking you right now would you say that's accurate no, because I'm never going to watch you live again. If I watched you live, <laughs> then yes. It makes you feel any better that none of us are playing with Noah because you know, we're all at home. We're all at home. Yeah. You know, I just... Well, and I I've been chatting on the phone. Bill. Oh, have you? Have yeah. you? <laughs> I'd ask what you guys I... talk about, but I'm... I already know we because don't, I, we I know his tendencies. The, we don't chat on the phone. We text though. I I talked to he talked to we all we talked to him. <laughs> all of us said something to him recently. It, said something to him. Hi. I gave him a piece of my mind. Actually, last week know. when we were supposed to do this last week, I I messaged Noah. I was like, "Hey, are you going to be on the um the podcast on Discord later tonight?" And he's like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Oh, okay. See, if you're still in my band, you would have known about it." <laughs> well, but, but yeah, but. Noah knows, like you know, we're just we'll call him up for you know stuff that we're doing. Like I don't know, we all just talk amongst. Yeah, Max, Andrew, and I have our own group chat, and it's quite the sacred group chat. And, and we don't want to break how sacred that group chat is, just for like politeness. Like you know, relay the message to him. To yeah, that's though, a great. We try, we try to tell him stuff, but we're we're not yeah. great. I actually, uh, didn't know it was really happening either. But I was told that Noah was coming, so I'm just as out of the loop, I'm afraid. I yeah, guess I, if, I, I guess we could message him right now and say, yo, join the Discord. Well, the thing is, I wouldn't do that because I think it disrupts. This recording bot is really touchy, and if other people at, like are added in the middle of the episode, sometimes it'll fuck up other recording. I've had entire episodes just completely lost be... over Discord, unfortunately. Yeah, we've been spinning gold so far, to... too, so... I want it to be known, though, that I attempted to get him on here. So it's, I think it's Brian's. It's Brian. Yeah. Even is Discord. I'm sorry. Like, what is, what is going on? Like, are other people what is Discord? this right now? Um, so it's, it's kind of, uh, it's like Skype for gamer. This is a really shitty way of, um, it's, it's weird. I don't even know, dude. It's like a chat uh, that people use with Twitch sometimes. Um, it's a definitely started as like a gamer thing. Yeah, I associate it with fucking nerds. But I'm in two Discord. <laughs> I'm in I'm in two different Discord groups. What's the other Dope. one. I'm in. Yeah, we want to know. Gandrew, is it the committee? Is it the committee to reopen <clears throat> Michigan and protest at the Capitol? 
So yeah, so that's one of them. Hey, Drew, all, how many all, how many burner Reddit handles do you have, dude? Oh, oh you want to know? They're all so good too, like Freedom Lover or Women oh, Lover. Dude. Mine's Rock Flag and Eagle Six Nine. That's pretty good. And it's Freedom, but you know D U M B. Oh, it's pretty smart, I think personally. I make Whoa. burners just to go on the indie subreddit and talk about <laughs> indie. Just really express my mind about indie. I just make burner reddit handles <laughs> to go on indie heads and talk about how much I love centipede hurts all the time. I have a separate. I have a separate aesthetic for an account to go on hip hop heads and pop heads. hip hop heads as a white guy. Yeah, well, you imagine, Whoa. imagine. Let's get let's get racial here for a second. So, what about Popheads as a white guy? Oh, what do you mean heads. by that, Max? Popheads is a r slash Popheads. No, hip hop heads is what I was. Heads. Oh, Popheads. Oh. Popheads is awesome. I like hip hop yeah, heads. Hip hop heads is cool because they. I don't know. Like they always argue about what is like considered. What is considered appropriate to put on subreddit and indie does that too like somebody will put yeah, frank ocean or tyler the creator on there and you'll just get like this like swath of like white guitar dudes like this doesn't why are people here. so fucking boring you, you know how boring you are if like someone posts something like that and you you feel like you have to take it upon yourself to like you know like defend the sanctity of the of the twitter i mean of the reddit thread or like the reddit's and Reddit's really weird because I mean they have their subreddits are so specific. Like I kind of understand. I kind of like that though. But, but what I'm saying, cool. what I'm saying though, I see what like I don't mean like just in general. I mean in instances where it's like borderline, where you're on r slash indie and yeah. someone posts about Frank Ocean or Tyler the Creator. Those could definitely be considered indie in context of their respective genres. You know yeah, what I mean? No, Why totally. is it definitely? It's yeah. definitely like a weird rockist like you know borderline yeah. like race thing. I think. You know what's cool though. Popheads is like so cozy. <laughs> just go to Popheads and you see cozy. people are just saying like, "Yo, like Taylor Swift's next era is gonna be like legendary." I'm, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, that's so. True. I want to believe it. I want that. Someone, true, someone else is like Katy Perry's California Girls era. Like that was amazing. And I'm sitting there going, like, I'm so comfortable right now <laughs> for saying these things I- because feels so like true you know it's just so cool to pe- to see people like i don't know you know what i mean it doesn't seem like something that people would like discuss in such feverishness but i love that they do and then there's like a another tribe that like splits off into like charlie xcx heads i'm like yeah i'm gonna subscribe to that too because i i want to know more who is a band this is kind of random you guys, you know, question for all you guys. What's a band or just an artist that like maybe you heard of recently or within the past year and that you, you think is is really going to blow up? Maybe like some, some a smaller act or something like that that you think is going to... Really... What do you mean? Like, there's some bands that are like... Like, for example, U.S. Girls, reviewed by Pitchfork, but U.S. Girls only has like 2,000 followers on Twitter. Like, I think U.S. Girls is like probably a band that, yeah, something at like least that. somewhat kind of bigger. Curious. Dua um, Lipa, I know that she's a pop person already, but that new Dua Lipa album is really cool. It's really good. Yeah, I like that album. Um, I have not listened to that. Really should. It's better than her other albums. It's probably my favorite of all hers. 
Is it like radio pop or like what's it like? Mm. Radio pop, a cool radio it, pop. Some of it reminds me of like Timbaland production, like early two thousands. Um, oh, okay, like like Justin Timberlake type. Yeah, like shit. thick, funky. You know. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's I did listen to um, but no, new way to V two. I like, I do really like, but you know. That makes me think of like Justin Timberlake, the 2020 experience. Like when I think of like funky, like old, like not retro, but like, you know, like old timey almost sounding stuff, like mixed with like the hip hop influence or the R and B influence. Yeah. That, that's Timbaland, dude. Yeah. Timbaland. Did he do um, Alicia Keys too? Do you know? Cause I heard some of the, yeah, yeah. A good amount of Alicia Keys. Okay. Hey, Brian, are you similarities? Brian, are you, yep. are you, like compositing Justin Blake and what's Parker, up? Your connection you, is I, shit right now. Yeah, you what? broke up there. Connection is shit right now. Do you hear me? Yeah, now I hear you. What was your question? You conflating both Justin Timberlake and Timbaland and the production duo? I. Basically, like I associate oh, Timbaland. What? what? You out? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is such good content. Parker keeps cutting That's out, right? I will. There's say, just I, enough to be frustrated. You out, Brian? I got it after the break. Hear me now? Yeah. This is a variety. I think I associate Timbaland with early Justin Timberlake, but that's probably because I don't know really anything else that Timberland was a part of off the top of my head. You know? So much good shit. But but when I heard the Alicia Keys record, I'm like, oh, that sounds like Justin Timberlake production. I I wonder if it's the same person. Timbaland, dude. Timbaland's a mastermind. A mastermind for sure. Um, You've been listening to during this time, Brian. What have I been listening to? Um, well, I've been listening to the new Dance Gavin Dance record. Uh, I'm a big Dance Gavin Dance fan, actually. Um, been trying to get more into Death Cab for Cutie. Uh, what do you like just, about Dance Gavin Dance? Um, <laughs> no, I'm I mean not, I like. I'm not asking that in a minute. No, I'm just curious. What do you like? One, about I that? think the I think I just Will Swan, the guitar player, is just awesome. He's just a great guitar player. They're kind of mathy, like, right? He's yeah, a little bit. Stuff. Okay. Tillian's voice is just fucking incredible. The production of it's really good. And then the the screamer John Mess has really really funny like really like the lyrics are just really um almost like anti um anti normal. I I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a a good way to describe. Basically, he doesn't take himself too take himself too seriously. Like they're That's really good. really artistic and like really artfully done, but also they're clearly have a sense of humor i don't know i just think they're a really really interesting band and a lot of bands try to be like them but they they genre blend while maintaining like a hardcore sort of um sound i, I don't know i just think no really i respect that I, I i asked me just because like i've like met like a couple like key people where like they like dance gavin dance a lot like specifically and yeah. like i don't hear about them other than like a few people you know what i mean they're like they've been yeah. spotlit by by like people with really strong opinions of them. And I appreciate that. Well, they I like that. The people like that are into that genre. Like they know yeah. dance. Gavin dance is huge. Like their songs all have like tens of millions of plays, you know, like, yeah, but I don't hear about it much in like the, 
the annals of my music listening. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. So then when I hear about them, but that's cool. It's partially because you're not a part of the Dance Gavin Dance. I'm not actually. I think I might need to just like put my put my little fingies in there if you guys will accept me. I don't yeah. even know if it's real. So somehow Parker has locked himself out. <laughs> somehow. Parker, <laughs> message like something if you can sent. even hear us. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, too bad there's not a video. I okay, so, he, <laughs> so Parker, you'll just have to like type your questions if, if you can't figure it out. Cause and I'm going to read I'm, them in a Parker voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Going to disconnect. Yeah, you can disconnect uh, and reconnect. We're doing live radio here, though, people. I cannot who stop the jams. What are the, I'd be listening to Death Cab too. I don't know if you guys are Death Cab fans. Can you I, like, like, I like the post you Death Cab. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can hear you. Post service is good. Um, I don't really like Death Cab. I don't I think really get album. Death Cab for Cutie all that much. I they like just have know, like a homogenous sound. I feel like they have a lot of music that's just samey. Yeah, I, would, have, I can see that. I think they have good albums like like Transatlanticism. Okay. Like, have you ever heard of this band called um, Margo and the Nuclear So and So's? Whenever I I think of um, Death Cab for Cutie, for some reason I think of Margo and the Nuclear So and So's. And then when I hear Cab for Cutie, like, you know, try to revisit it every now and again, I'm like, oh shit, like, I just wish this was that other band that I mixed up. They do uh, kind of sound like that. They do sound like better Death Cab. Yeah, I'm not like I've never listened to Margot, and I'm not really like a huge Death Cab fan either. I just got asked to be a part of this like cover compilation, like a bunch of local bands doing Death Cab covers. And oh, I, where was our invite? Yeah, Ooh. where was our invite? Uh, I mean, <laughs> dude, I don't. Jake, Jake Cobb, his no. uh, his record label, Good Luck Charm Records. He's like doing it uh through that. Am. We're like the quintessential like milk toast white indie band, and they couldn't have us like cover another quintessential milk toast white indie band. So you <laughs> you would describe yourselves as quintessential. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> would you deem yourself in the quarantine like essential? Do you feel that Andrea Doria is essential? Um, I've been you know I've been buying. I've been purchasing uh, overpriced local uh, food to support uh, the community. So yeah, essential. Okay. Got okay. a notification on our Instagram that said like you may qualify for a small business grant, and I was like, I'm good. Uh, I don't really. You think wouldn't. We those. If we if we tried to do that, I bet we'd get audited. <laughs> yeah. What would you put on your application? Played at the Arc open mic. Like, what would you put? You know, <laughs> that was not an Arc open mic. That was it a was not open spot. Mic. Yeah, I know, I know. It was a battle of the bands. I think you have to put all the times you play metal frat on there. Yeah. <laughs> the pandemic, we've lost forty seven dollars. Really? For twelve shows that got <laughs> for an average of like four dollars a show. Wait, less than that. No, that's not fair. We actually we've we've made some solid money at some shows. Okay. I think some shows is like the the most justice we can give there. Yeah. I'm how just much saying. You, well, you pro- no, maybe not, you can I'm, type it in the chat. Like type it in the chat like if you remember how much you made at the Loving Touch that show that like went 
where you dressed up in a cape and shit. Oh, oh no, you know what's funny money. is we made no money, which we should have uh, made stuck some money. To ask. They, they gave out all of our money. Well, because that was a show that had like three touring bands, and so they gave oh, all our yeah. money to them. Um, yeah. But uh, it was, okay. They should have passed us like $10 because we were 40 minutes away to play a show where they moved our time around. You know, it's just like yeah, that was disrespectful. Really I think. I think that we have a. I've always wanted to play more shows like that, but I think that always like if they ask us at all, they always ask us for like the weirdest bills. They're like, "Hey, do you want to play with this emo band?" And we're like, "Yeah, I guess." But like, why don't they ever ask for like bands that sound like us? I don't really know. No, they do. Nobody ask does for a band that sound like us. We got a well, choice. I, we got a choice I, between two things. We got a choice between a band from Canada and then, um. I think we picked the wrong one Local. actually. I think we did. I don't want to like you live in your other one. one. Because we, the other one was on a Monday. We also I thought like, no. we didn't get more oh, people yeah. to watch us. For that cuz I have a meetings until 8 on Mondays usually. School. So yeah. like Mondays are tough. I think oh. we should have that It was that we picked the Loving Touch show. Oh, cuz it was the Loving wa- Touch. Yeah. Also that of. show was on a Monday and it was like the next Monday or something. Like it was like really close. That was really close. I feel like we made the best choice, like in the moment, because we just thought, like, you know, uh, you guys got cocky. Like, you, you thought, here's some bands that we can blow out of the fucking water. We're gonna take this one. No, we thought, oh, we my bands that'll that. bring a bunch of people. <laughs> we did bring a bunch of people, just not for us. <laughs> nah, just chill. No, we saw that so we shit. played at like five p.m. <laughs> it pushed our time. Uh, we that had to, sucks. Like, yeah, but not so they forward back by like earlier. a half hour. They pushed it, yeah, back. So we played earlier by like a half hour. So everyone that I told to come like came late. I was like, "Does this have to happen?" And they're like, "Yeah, bro, like it's and crazy." This money, life's just wild right now. I don't know. It it is. Have you have you guys uh, been working and stuff or? No, I was just talking about. I was doing the promoter's voice. Oh, but I guess okay. I guess you could I guess you could say life is crazy right now. It's surreal for sure. Like it's I've actually been doing... you've oh. been doing. I've, I've been, been doing. doing. Uh, I've been doing lessons like online, like teaching piano uh, over like Zoom and stuff like that. But other than that, nothing. Oh really? I might be. Yeah. Uh, I might take you up on that at some point. Actually. Hey. Ahead, yeah, because I want to learn piano. I want at least to learn the basics of it so that I can like easily write melodies for it and stuff when I'm just doing recording at home. Oh, I'm the man that will guide you. Because I know zero music theory other than like an ingrained sense of rhythm and, you know, I just Ingrain, You'd ear. say an ingrained sense of rhythm? Like enough to play like 4-4 four, four, and 3-4 four, and easy time signatures without like... Generous assessment of your abilities, Brian. <laughs> you have seen me play live a number of times, so that's you. Yeah, you actually impressed fair. me because you split. You, I have no idea how this works. You split your guitar into two amplifiers: one that was just like all highs, and the other was all lows. Oh yeah, that was kind of cool. Well, I thought it was cool. Yeah, it wasn't quite like that, but it was like. It is in two amps, and one of them was like uh, for the folks playing at home. It was a one of them was just a one by eight uh, orange amp that like I used that with no pedals. Just it it naturally got more of a high tone just because it was a smaller speaker, and that was just 
clean with a little bit of bite. And then I threw my fender. It's like a one by 12 tube amp. I ran my whole pedal board and basically almost everything I played simultaneously through both amps. But like if I use a, a ton of delay or like heavy effects on my main amp, having that extra amp with the high frequencies and like no effects at all there is good because it allows you to hear like the heavy effect, but also hear the actual guitar part cut through. So that's, that's kind smart. Of oh, okay. That is that's smart. really smart. I like that. Then you can also turn it off. Like if you want like a, a, a dynamic part where it's like really quiet and like really like clean and small sounding, I can switch it to where it's just one amp or the other. And then I can quickly switch it back to, to where it's both. And it feels really big again. So I have a question for this discord server and I don't mean to do your job for you, Brian, but it is a good go question. Ahead. I love being asked questions. What do you think it's going to be like? What do you think local music is going to get back into the swing of things? I don't think. I think you're going to have trouble getting people to go to shows. Oh, yeah. yeah, No, for sure. Even into October. I think people are going to be nervous. I'm just worried about venues closing down as well. Like local venues. Yeah. Well, one good thing is that like there's a, a very large gap between venues. And what I mean by that is like there's either like loving touch blind pig which are going to be fine and then there's like people's houses which are also going to be fine because people just live yeah. there you know what i mean so that's true. like that's kind that's of that's kind of a firm yeah the house i think it's more about the people favorite you know so we i don't really know. played a house show for a minute honestly when's the last house show we played co-op no, we played the one with uh the kelsey's one that was in i don't remember when that was it was oh yeah i guess that's a house January, show yeah maybe. ish i was actually at a co-op do you guys prefer the, like house shows or do you like do you prefer venues because i far prefer like venue venues i prefer house shows i prefer basements. it depends oh yeah it Sorry. depends like how like if a really good like we have had some really good booking companies that like set us up in those houses like really well um and I like playing. The energy is better at a lot of those shows. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the energy is better. And I feel like, um, you know, not to put anybody on blast, but it's funny that like people who run houses actually like know how to like organize things and treat artists. And people who run big venues are just like kind of terrible and rude about it sometimes. It fucking shows too. And it's like, yeah, how, do yeah. you really think you're hot shit because you work at blank? I'm not going to. Well, I will say though that like like, that show that we that show that we did at the Loving Touch, I won't go into details about it, but like not getting paid after that, like we were we saw everybody there, like they could have given us like twenty dollars for gas, they just chose not to because they're assholes. Now, was that run by like uh, a promotion company? I know, but like, was it? I'm just in general, was it like a promotion company or was it just like the 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 people in house at the Loving? Well, I guess you can't say. No, it wasn't in house. I don't think. I don't know. I have no idea. Because I played Loving Touch. Cause what my point that I'm gonna about to make is that I think it really depends on like who's the showrunner and who's the promoter. Because yeah. like I'm just I saying, played the Loving Touch. It was Audio Tree, and that yeah, was awesome. Works. You know that was great. Yeah, they're great. They're great. I'd love to play an Audio Tree show. I think they have like really cool flyers too. But they do um, have really cool flyers. The flyers important. The flyers does a lot. Tyler Floyd does stuff for them. Sound right. Tyler does um, a podcast with Nate. Um, oh yeah, he, he produces no. uh, Nate's podcast. Back to back to the point about the the shows. I don't think anybody's like out to get anyone. No, I I, I just think that like um, 
there's like more like on the ground solidarity with people who run house venues or co-op venues and like they'll actually and there's less overhead obviously so they'll you'll probably get yeah. more of the cut i just I also want to like, step back and say that when parker asked me the question about when do i think uh shows will start coming back he like smoothly like effortlessly transitioned into answering that question which which I'm I thought sorry. was was skilled. <laughs> sorry. I thought it was beautiful. I'm just giving you shit, dude. I mean, oh, I I don't have any opinion that's different from what you guys said. I think it's just going to depend on how comfortable people are and I'm comfortable. I'm ready to go now, dude. I think I've already had the coronavirus though, honestly. Oh, but like, oh, the reason why I brought it up is that I I wonder you've ta- how many people have you talked to like during this whole thing? Like real time in the whole social distancing quarantine. Like, are you talking about like podcasts or just like people? Yeah, no podcast. I mean, both. You, you a talk ton to a lot podcasts. Of that... I've done almost every weekday. Like, I have a what, bunch. Of, um, what is their opinion about this right now? I think that like um, same word. What do you saying. think? Okay, they're, people are nervous. You know, like not sure. Has you know, they're just not sure. Like it, it. It's a weird like collective psychology sort of thing where it's like, when is the group going to decide that? it's we're all safe because it's not going to be like half are safe half feel safe half don't and then we're going to have shows that's not how it's going to work it's going to be like either everybody or a majority feel okay or or not you know what i mean like i don't think it's going to be i think you're going to need more of that like collective sigh of relief to happen first in order order to show for shows to start really happening and i think i just that too because there's going to be some bands and performers that are like that are either immunocompromised or related to someone that is that are going to be are going to need more time to be comfortable. Yeah, it's totally going to be a disadvantage so, in playing. Yeah, and it's sort of unprecedented. Like we don't really know exactly how that's going to work out, but I can just see that being something. It's like those bands and performers are a little bit less comfortable and have to turn down more shows. But yeah. I, I honestly don't know. Like it, when when I think about like on a bigger scale, like bigger shows, I, I'm worried that. Well, that might not come back for a while. Like, uh, I wanted to see like Dead and Company this summer. Or, yeah. Or, like, uh, Vampire yeah. Weekend in September. Like, some of that <clears> stuff <throat> hasn't been postponed or canceled, but I'm like, how are you going to get that many people? Like, are no. you going to check everybody's temperature? Or, like, that's they're like, not, they're not, not going to work. <laughs> no, they're not going to right. throw those shows. Well, they we should got be drive in shows, though. That would be cool. Speaking Everybody of Dead Company, if, uh, it, you know, as long as we're trying to collect content on a podcast, I can tell you guys a story about Dead and Company. Okay. And if you're interested. <laughs> yes. Now, this is this was a stroke of genius on my part. I will pat myself on the back up front. So, they were playing a few years ago at uh, DTE, and I so I saw brand new in Modest Mouse at at DTE, and I had pit tickets. So I was like. <laughs> I had the wristband, I was in the pit, and after that concert, I realized that I was going to see Dead & Company at DT, but I just had lawn tickets, but I was going to be there like three days later. And so I'm like, I told my girlfriend at the time, like, let's leave our wristbands on, maybe they won't change them. And and lo and behold, I went to the Dead & Company show, and with like $40 lawn tickets, I was able to get down into the pit with a wristband I had on from a show three days before that. And the pit tickets That's were dope. going like six hundred dollars, oh, you know. Shit! Wow. Got to Wait, taste John Mayer's sweat. It was twenty sixteen. Saw John it? Mayer. 
Yeah, yeah, it was 2016. Cool. I've heard that John Mayer um, is good with them. That he doesn't, I've heard people criticize that his vocal style is kind of like weird for what they're doing, but his playing is really like Jerry Garcia and cool. Oh, yeah, and he, he does a lot of backing well. vocals. He doesn't do a lot of like main vocal stuff either. It's oh, like, d- d- he doesn't. But I've I no. read a specific oh. review. I respect read a specific review that said, "Oh, John Mayer might not have like the vocal aesthetic of the Dead, but he, you know, he um can you know shred the solos and fits in musically that way." Yeah, it's an opinion. I think that the songs he sings on like sound pretty awesome, but I also like his voice. So like. Um, just like an opinion that I feel like somebody has, but I think he fits extremely well. Like those, those recordings are really see, fun to listen to. I could see him fitting really well. I've never been the biggest John Mayer fan, but he certainly rips in more, more way than one. You know, I love the story that he has about like joining. I just can't imagine like learning that many songs. You're you're literally like yeah, it's a feat. Learning a lifetime of songs experience. I guess yep. he was like listening to Althea when he was in his pool. Like, like the song, and then ended up like and talking to Bob Weir and figured it out. It's dope. Well, also though, like a dead show, it's almost all you know, like major key, and it's just jammy, and a lot of songs are like twenty fucking minutes long. So it's not like he has to learn the entire catalog. You know, it's like even the songs that he may have not known before. It's not like these songs are like it's not Radiohead where you have to like learn all these complex arrangements and all this shit. It's just jam band stuff. Not and to I'm take sure, away from I'm them. sure John I'm sure John Mayer has uh you know a pretty a pretty well refined ability to just like call outs, you know. I'm oh sure, yeah, yeah, totally. I'm totally. sure that he can uh pick out something by or I'm sure he knows like progressions and stuff like that. So oh yeah. I, I don't yeah. think he's hurting in that department. I saw I John like, Mayer live, really? and he's like he takes. I'm a huge John Mayer fan because like when he when you see him live, he definitely takes that jam band influence. Like he does the extended solos and stuff. It does a lot of, um, you know, just his live performance is very much reminiscent of like a jam band. So like because he, he's like adult mid tempo, you know what I mean? Like on record, but when you see him live, it's much more of like a improvised. You know, like you feel like the show you're seeing that night is different than any other show on the tour. Yeah, he you know played I mean? with uh, Danzig and, and Pino Palladino doing something similar with their new songs, which is cool. Like I like seeing bands move towards yeah. more of a jam band live setup because it, it makes no. things exciting. Any band that no. can like rearrange their songs and like don't keep them like so precious to whatever was on the recording is like really so that's, cool. that's admirable to me. Yeah, because then Vampire Weekend will like combine their originals with covers. Like they played Obvious Bicycle with like Son of a Preacher Man, just because. Oh the yeah, that was dope. Uh, and so yeah, like, stuff like that, that is so cool because it just creates like a community aspect. Yeah. Yep. That just makes it Which worth going to a fucking show. It's like I'm going out to like. It's like the original idea. Like I'm going to go see musicians blow my mind in public. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really cool. I think if we ever got huge and started playing like big festivals, I'd like to do stuff like that. Oh yeah. Big if. Big if. (laughs) (laughs) And what's funny is I almost play, I, uh, I played, uh, I, I didn't like do like a formal audition, but I did a slight audition for a, uh, uh, a local Eiffel Dead cover band called Raising (laughs) the Dead. 
Oh my god. Uh, I swear to god. I swear to god. I didn't have the time to like actually like really go through it with them. Otherwise I would have. Parker's like uh reenacting like the late eighties, early nineties Grateful Dead with MIDI synthesizers. (laughs) Oh god. You know what too, and that's funny that you bring that up, but at the time, a part a big reason why I didn't like like go through all the trouble of like really pining for this position in this cover band is I um didn't have like good keyboards. Like right now I have like two like reliable keyboards that I like the sounds of uh, that I can get out of them, but I then I didn't really have much I probably could have like at least played a couple shows with them because I had a connection uh, with one of the members of the band. I actually teach his uh, uh, kid piano. The only so, thing I would accept like losing you is if you're like, guys, I got to quit Andrew Doria. <laughs> this is raising the dead. Raising the dead. I <laughs> respect I play, it. I yeah, we really understand that. Teach, I teach Bob Weir. I, pe- I teach Bob Weir in person. Like I gotta go. So Get here, here's a way to sum it up. So when Noah leaves in a daydream for Andrea Doria, it makes zero sense. But when Parker leaves Andrea Doria for raising the dead, now that's something we can all get behind. Hey, but if Noah yeah, essentially, that yeah, sounds about right. For raising the dead, then that would make the most sense. Yeah, so- yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Noah's got You're such right. great Grateful Dead vibes. Sometimes he's so chill. I love playing. Oh, at, uh, yeah, the barn. He, like, but he, he likes, likes some punk though, dude. Like, yeah, like I think the stuff he wants to play too is like this weird, like it's really cool, like avant-garde punk type shit that he showed me that he's really into. Like, he's definitely got Wait, like what? Uh, um, ah, uh, what? Are the, I can't remember the name of the fucking band. They're, no, they're hey, like this, bro, but he. I think you're talking about Minor Threat, and I don't think Minor. No, part honestly, Minor Threat, Threat is avant-garde. Talking about King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. No, I mean I know them. They're sweet. Um, he likes them a lot too. I think. Probably black. We're jamming on Black Midi. Black Midi. Oh, yeah, yep, that's it. Is it Black that's Midi? It. Oh, he yep. likes Black Midi. I mean, they're not really that complex to get into. Like, I think that if you don't like them, no. they have a small brain. Yeah, so I you thought have a they were small dope. brain. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding because, as as Drew and Parker know, I didn't like Black Midi until like a month ago, a month or two ago, because. I needed I needed time to figure out just sit down and figure out what was going on. Uh Max has a beautiful way of approaching bands he doesn't like. He text messages Andrew and I like, "Bro, I just don't get it, but I want to." And then <laughs> 2 weeks later, he's like posting on his Instagram story like the song. <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, hey. you can see me like starting to understand uh like, you know, the merit of it." And so I think that, but isn't that a nice way to approach music? Just like that okay, is a yeah. nice. It makes it's very sweet every time. I think that w- that's what unites all of us. Is whenever I hear something I don't like, it kind of like makes me upset, and I really want to know why I don't like it. And then eventually, I'll just <laughs> listen to it until I like get why it's good, and then I'll just like it. It's like I force myself to like things. No, I've done that with so much. Yeah, got to just get accommodated to it. Yeah. What are some like? I, what are some stuff that you feel like you you like out of a sense of obligation like force yourself to like? Because I I, <laughs> oh I can God. I can resonate with that. Oh my! Well, not not a sense of obligation. I want you to know that it's genuinely like flipping a switch in my brain, and then suddenly I'm like, holy shit, this is dope. For example, there's this um there's this uh 
album called Hasono House by Haruchi. I think that's how you say his first name. Haruchi Hasono? No. I, uh, I don't know. Um, Harumi? Harumi. Ha- Harumi Hasono. He's a this member so of um, the <laughs> Yellow... <laughs> He's the member of the Yellow Magic Orchestra. He has this like album called Hasono House in the early 70s. And when I first listened to it, I thought it was so boring. I don't know why... I just forced myself to listen to it a bunch of times because a lot of people like dig it, you know, look it up. It's like kind of like a cult album and it's an, a kind of like a classic rock album from Japan from that era. Actually, just like really clicked with me. And now it's like one of my daily go to's. Like I was just listening to it earlier while doing dishes. I think that this is something I've actually gotten like better at as I got older. Cause I feel like when I was in like high school, Parker would get, try to get me to listen to animal collective. I'd be like, no, you understand. Like they have no talent. Like I was like, so oh. about it. It was insane. Wow. Now, like, I don't know. My taste just expands in so many directions. Nothing really. Um, I'm not that indignant about stuff anymore, like anything. But Animal Collective is one of my favorite bands of all time. Like, so, I don't know. Just, I, th- I think I've gotten more open as time goes on, and I, and I hope that happens for everybody because I just listen to so much more music now than I ever would in, like, 2013 or something like that. Um, I hope that's true for everybody, though, because it's, like, a good life to live, I guess. Classic yeah, hip-hop. A... Wait, go on, I'm sorry. Oh, no. I want to hear Drew. <laughs> I want to hear Drew. I Last podcast, Drew, Drew wasn't heard, I feel like. Drew got really, really red. And... I fucking hate that we're all talking about this right now. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying No, I was right saying, now. I was saying, I, was, I tried to not to, to turn my nose up to things musically. I feel like you never do. This is good. I, I try not to. I don't know. But, I I don't, I, but you know what? I've tried to, you guys talk about Grateful Dead so much. I've tried to listen to Grateful Dead. And there's like a little bit of good Grateful Dead. Ah, uh, yeah. I think there's. I think it's because there's such the pr- a big. Do you guys like Lotus? In terms of jam bands, I have no idea. I don't either. really like jam bands that much. Only the Grateful Dead. See, yeah, the I generally Dead. don't either. But Lotus is good. I Lotus is probably the best. They're like a current one. I and cannot stand Fish. Just to have that out there, I think there's such a. I, Fucking cannot. There's some fish. people I respect that love fish, and I'm like, I don't, I don't get this right now. If you're a jam band, you need a good aesthetic. Like, I'm tired of these jam bands with like their gross '90s Microsoft Word album covers and merch. Like, The Grateful <laughs> Dead is the best at this. Like, you need a style, and you need an aesthetic, and you need something that people can follow, like a religion. And I just feel like I don't understand how Fish ever achieved that. Great. Yeah, I, like, has- I can say that about The Grateful Dead. You can't really say that about. Yeah, you want to like the Grateful Dead because their logo is so cool and their merch is so cool and people sell grilled cheese in the parking lot at their shows and like and acid. It's unregulated acid. grilled cheese. Yeah, it's in the grilled cheese for all I know. The culture of Grateful Dead is what makes it really interesting because there's some like serious deadheads out there. And I'm not saying that like I'm not trying to point out the obvious. I'm just saying like getting more into it, you'll meet or not meet, but you'll see some of the craziest fucking people, like wide varieties of people love the Grateful And you know Dead. what? I, I had a, a thought at one point at a Grateful Dead show. It, no, it was at the uh, Dead and Company show. I was with one of my buddies who's like more like straight laced, um, you know, J. Crew model type guy. And 
he was cool. we were just looking at all the people and he mentioned something about how like all these people playing dress up and I was like, you know, honestly, I think these people play dress up on a daily basis and this is them being themselves. Because I feel wow. like those people, like people that are that into that sort of scene, I feel like that is where they themselves really come out the most. You know what I mean? That's what's cool to see that with bands. That's what that's, you know. I won't. I won't yeah. shit on Juggalos. for that. Yeah, I, I think Juggalos are so sweet. Like I mean, like like adorable, like <laughs> nice, like nice people. Juggalos. Uh, juggalo seen... fest getting canceled for the safety of all juggalos and the guy's yeah, like so <laughs> beautiful you know i will i will say about like like four deadheads four juggalos like all those people like i think that maybe like some of the music like that we listen to and like maybe in being like wide musical like i don't want to say tourists but like wide music listeners like there's not like that many bands to where I've like found like such a oh my god sorry like basing my whole like personality and shit around a band and that's yeah, really cool like deriving your identity I, from being a fan of something same with sports I think that's, that's kind of sweet good. though no but I think you can make a like like to where you know the businessman who goes to the ICP show and like that's his escape where he's a juggalo <laughs> you know what so I mean? awesome. or a de- or being a deadhead like i think i think oh, that awesome. there are bands like that and like i've never been into that sort of thing but like i i really respect it well I'm wait yeah, andrew like, andrew no i know co-worker, you that your your co-worker has that son that you you remember that story that you Oh, man, I oh, think yeah, about it all the time. Yeah, all right, all right. This is, that's different. That's different. That, that's a beautiful story. It's it's no, no. I mean, all right. Or, I mean, that's not different. It's the same thing, but it's but it's um, I don't know. But that's true. That's that's an exception. But um, yeah. No, I have this coworker. Like she was telling. Like she's probably like fifty, and like she listens to like country rock out loud at work, and awesome. She like Badass. comes up to me one day. She's like, I'm cutting vegetables for my job. And she's like, Drew, do you like of Montreal? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I like of Montreal. Do you like of Montreal? And she's like, yeah, like I, I love them. Me and my son, we go see them every year. And, you know, my son, like mentally, like, he doesn't do that well. Like he's very anxious and everything. But, you know, we go to the of Montreal shows and, we wear the face paint and all the goofy outfits and, and he just really lets loose when we're at those up Montreal shows. And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm going to fucking cry. Like listening to this woman right now. Like, so have you yeah. been to an up Montreal show, Brian? No, but I was it just nuts. made me think of flaming really lips. Cool. I saw uh flaming lips for the first time at riot fest last summer. That's and dope. dude, see flaming lips live. They are so fucking right. I hear awesome. it's nuts. I hear that's nuts too. So like the lead singer one first of all he just it, it just positive vibes like up the wazoo dude but like he got in this giant you know like those inflatable clear balls that people get inside and they like back yeah. Oh yeah he does that. Yeah, yeah that's like a thing. Yeah. It's like a he, thing. Like, crowd surfed yeah. in that. And then they had this giant inflatable like robot that they were like battling, you know, and it was they it was just awesome. Yeah, they it was the they played that album all the way through. Um like awesome. it's dope. Yeah, dude, it was so fucking good. I'd encourage anybody to go see Flaming Lips, even if that's not like I don't listen to them really on record at all. You don't like pretty much at all. Like I a like, little bit, 
Clouds I taste mean, metallic. That seems like so up your alley. I'll I'll check it out because well, I, I never like really it. listened to them until I saw them live, and then I like that record a lot. But I haven't really explored. Um, I like that record mostly live. Even though it's good, yeah. you know what I mean. I, I just don't go to it a lot, but I haven't explored much beyond that. But live, I was like, holy shit! I will see them every time they're in town because it's just such a good experience overall. Isn't that great when you like? There are groups out there though where that's totally like people are, you know, like that term listomania, like just losing your shit, like at a performance. Like I think that's really mm, sweet. Yeah. Other than because I've gone to shows where I'm, I can tell like the band's not as into it or the fans aren't yeah. that into it, and you kind of go really passively, but kind of like like losing a, you know, because I like to be a cool guy, you know, I like to you know keep my cool and be chill. But, I've been thinking um, about that a lot lately, actually. Just what, like, you know the what last I mean, thing but, you said. Yeah, just but there are but there are like concert experiences that bands put on to where like everybody is like very like even like childish about it. See, so, I, you know, I think I that's think, kind of sweet though, and it's kind of it's almost rare. I'll pay you a compliment, you guys, because I think that like you definitely have at least at least with the way like the vibe I get from watching you guys play live. I think it lends itself to like the crowd having a good time because I think you guys clearly have a good time, which is well, the first thing I noticed when I saw you guys. Like we literally, the first time I saw you, we had played a show at that co-op in Ann Arbor and I was like literally the last person there because you guys had to play last uh, cough, cough, <laughs> headliners. But yeah, it was yeah. like it's a prestigious me, position. Shelby, Reed, and then you guys playing and you still had like a fun time. You weren't like sour about it. Like you played a fun set you know it was haphazard but it kind of worked and i think that like you know not that you're you know potential to have like a juggalo following maybe you will but i think at least you know you encourage like a environment of looseness like having a good time sort of thing at least for me i also me. think too like um striving for that really i feel like yeah 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 and more yeah. so than like really good studio albums i just want people to like want to come to a show you know Cause like, that's, I mean, like I was saying, it's like, that's like the OG, like that's, I feel like we got so far away from that of seeing, you see a show because I love the the album that I heard, but like the idea of like going, because like this guy, you heard this guy in your village is an awesome guitar player. So you're going to go oh, see the him. bard. bard <laughs> yeah, from yeah, it's, a bard. it's literally though, if we could be a like modern, modern bards, modern I've been bards, like that'd Skyrim. be cool. See, the thing is, I don't think we should, uh, if we play a show together again, which, you know, I'm open to the idea. You guys yeah, should definitely not have to play after in a daydream because you're the headliner. Who wants, who wants to do that, dude? Nobody you know? wants to do that. It's a, it's a who sham wants to position. Follow this, dude. No one. No one wants to follow this. Shit. What was I going to say? I feel like also, like at that one show that we played, where it was like trying to tube behind a fucking jetliner. That's what it's like. Following in a daydream is like what? trying to tube <laughs> behind a freaking uh, aircraft carrier. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Have, you do have two amps for just one guitar, which seems like yeah. overkill. And it sounds like four guitars. Michigan. It's not going to happen. I'm going to make sure of it. <laughs> yep. Ever just, you ever get really happy during a Say show, that too? Time? Like, that's really awkward. Like, that one show that we played in front of you we read like it was a little awkward but i felt hyper because i really i part of me was excited just to play and another part Dude. of me just kind of wanted to get through it so i'm like all right well might as well what? just be 
as well get through it. <laughs> so never the show I the last show I played was at Loving Touch, and it was like my uh, first show with the second band that I joined called Pursuer. And uh, you played with them, have you? Oh yeah, 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 that's right. They were at that show. Um, but yeah, I joined them on guitar, and it was going so well, and like the crowd, the biggest crowd I've ever played for. And it sounded so good that like I was just ecstatic. Like all my nerves just went away. And I was literally like in between songs. I was just like, fuck, yes. I was just like so happy. And that's never really happened to me before playing a show. You know, I you know, I'm chasing that now, I feel like. Any show I play after that, I'm gonna be kind of chasing that sort of feeling. Well, all we have to do is get maybe like your extended family in your living room and you'll achieve that. Achieve that many people. Dude, how are I'm you about playing in front of your family? Yeah. Oh, I, I think it's a little weird. weird. I feel a little bit weird about I it. I feel weird about it. The, the joke that I was making is that the people that came to see you weren't that many people, but playing in front of yeah. family is weird. I don't know. I, I feel like, especially, I think maybe your guys' music, not to say like one's better or worse, but I think the type of music you guys play maybe it'll be a little bit less weird for parents to see because it's more fun it's kind of happy and it's got that tongue-in-cheek accessibility to it whereas like i think in a daydream stuff is more heavily emo and vulnerable to where like i really don't know if i want my dad to hear me singing about like past drug use or you know what i mean like sad like heavy emotions and you know what i mean like i just feel really weird about that Really nervous. Yeah, I, I can see that. that. Yeah, I feel like um, there's still a vulnerability to like playing yeah. in general. Just in general, yeah. Anything, but I can see that for sure. I just think I kind of like to wild like, out, man. I feel I kind of oh. even feel weird wilding out in front of me. I feel bashful yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, bashful. dude. I I get that in general. Like even. I, I just imagine myself before a show, like, all right, I'm really just going to like get into it. I'm going to just let loose. But it, it's almost like I'm so averse to that that I wonder if like that's just not me at all. I wonder if it's not like a social awkwardness thing or a self-conscious thing, but rather it's just that's just not who I am. And I'm trying to force yeah. it. I don't know. I'm so figuring no, you that should out. Never for- no, it isn't some people. And it's just like something that I, I, maybe all of us, I don't know. I feel like comfortable, you know, like, letting like i know i feel better when i let loose and when i'm able to like get to that place or yeah, fun like, too like i sense it you know what i mean like i'm not it's not even like even like a forced thing like when i do let loose like it feels better in that way so I don't know. yeah we play like house fan i also just feel weird because it's like sometimes we play venues that are like not quite house venues but not quite big places and then like like there's like a whole like demographic that comes that's like not like not your older parents and then that feels uncomfortable because you're like oh my you know someone's gonna like offend my dad or something <laughs> like i don't know it's <laughs> just uncomfortable it's like worlds colliding and you feel like you have to micromanage like yeah what's happening I feel I'm, that I even a lot dude parents ask me before they're like is this a show that we can come to and i'm like so funny. <laughs> Uh, smart I'm, smart fam so yeah, i told my dad it's like growing up my dad was like the one that got me into rock music so he likes rock music a lot and he's always been asking me like when can i come to a show and i wanted to wait until i knew it was going to be a good one with like a lot of people at a good venue before so cute. i had him That's come so out nice. yeah you know because like it's really sweet and i kind of like 
I make know, your pop proud. Yeah, but like also dipped his feet into the water with, with a show where I was just playing guitar. I wasn't like doing vocals and lyrics. So like with Pursuer, I'm just lead guitar. So like he got to see me in that way to kind of like introduce the idea of me as a performer to him. And then maybe the next time he sees me within a daydream or something, because he still has never seen me like sing, you know, so, which I'm super nervous about. Dad, I love you. I'm going to tell him to listen. Does to he this. listen to these? Uh, I think he has. He's yeah. He listened to Anti Ghost episode. I don't know if he listens to every one, but he's definitely listened to them. You should tell him to listen to this one, and then when he's listening to it, text him and say, "This is how I feel about you. I care about you, Dad." And then he'll cry, and it'll be like a good time for him. Like it'll be good for you, be good for him. Like yeah, he'll break I the mean, ice. He'll be like, "I didn't know you felt that way, Brian. I'll always be proud of you." And then he'll embrace. I mean. It's funny because that's actually so on point. Like I'm such an emotional person when it comes to my parents, especially my dad. Cause like we didn't really like, I mean, we always got along, but we, there's a lot of friction growing up. Cause I was such a like know-it-all butthole as a teenager. And like, I was, I would almost like enforce emo isolation onto myself. Like I would just imagine that like no one wanted to hear me play guitar when I was learning. So I would always just like close myself in my room. My dad never heard me play. Didn't realize how good I was at guitar until like after I had gone to college and then came back, brought my guitar back like for Christmas break one day and like played guitar for him. He's like, Holy shit. I didn't know you could actually like do this. So you know, yeah. having him see me play live was definitely a really, really emotional type thing. What's your, but, what, who's your guitar hero, Brian? Ooh. I mean, I think Ed O'Brien and Tom York, both um, from Radiohead. I, I just think that, like, Eddie, for Pursuer, it's definitely Ed O'Brien because of, like, the types of, like, atmosphere he creates while still playing interesting leads, you know, and just serving the song. And then... As far as like just shredding goes, like Will Swan for sure from Dance Kevin Dance. He's such a monster. Radiohead a computer band. What? Radiohead is the quintessential pivoting to computers band. All right, they totally they're, are. They're like well, the OG. Isn't it guitar? Yeah. Here, but just like a really one. Because you're in, you're inputting emotion and then you're outputting notes. I'm sorry. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh wow, that's actually Johnny- interesting way of looking at it to be honest though Sorry. you know johnny greenwood he um he like made his own uh modified he, he like codes you know the guitar the crazy guitar player for for radio had the the one with the uh, weird crazy. telecaster yeah yeah he, he like um he codes and he knows how to do all the you know hacker man stuff and uh he took like autotune manipulated it it's like their like own version of that program is used like a lot, like uh, uh, Amnesiac and Kid A and kinds of stuff. Huh? I did not know that. Yeah, neat guy. I I do know that anyone who thinks Kid A is their best record is should be shot on sight. Um, oh, you like Dance Gavin Dance, Brian? I like Kid oh. A. because because In Rainbows is the best record. And then OK Computer. And then I mean, Rainbows Kid is a. my favorite, but it's not their best. You think OK yeah, Computer is, is better than Kid A? No. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's How is so OK is, Computer dude. better than Kid A? Oh, my okay God. Computer, just like the production, like the layers, like the, the way it flows as a record, just like 
No. Oh my god, it's such a fucking. Mo- Did you guys know that? Um, there's like this. I not. I don't want to call it conspiracy because I think that's a little heavy. But like, in Rainbows came out ten years after OK Computer, and there's if you if you like create a playlist and you start with the first song of OK Computer and then alternate back and forth between OK Computer and In Rainbow songs, it flows super super well, almost to the point where it's like doesn't feel like a coincidence it feels like it was meant like in rainbows was almost meant to fit that way because it there's a playlist for it on spotify and everything really that's cool yeah yeah yeah, try it that by the end of it i'd go albums way too long and i'd cut a bunch of songs no (laughs) that's the thing though you just don't because oh my okay computer's so good dude oh how do you think it's better than Kid A, though? I mean, it feels like they're working towards Kid A, don't you? Because With okay Kid A, computer. I think Kid A was yeah, more like a segue. I think Kid A was more like groundbreaking in terms of like you know developing, you know, like blending that genre like into a more electronic, you know, sphere, I guess. But I think in terms of the actual songwriting and the like the arrangements, the production, um, just like the experience of listening, I think is just is better on OK Computer. I just I just like it more. I think it just I respect songs that. are just better. Yeah, I like why I like the Benz. You know, that's why I think the Benz is their best album. Really, I like Pablo Honey better. Just kidding, Pablo Honey. It's funny. Is I actually, I personally, I personally. Hail to the Thief probably almost more than OK Computer, and that might be my favorite Radiohead album. I feel like, I feel like a King of Limbs fan. <laughs> I, I, I actually of, do like King, I am of, a Limbs, King of Limbs, dude. Fan. I like all their albums other than Pablo Honey. I don't really like that. I just can't stand the album cover for the King of Limbs, bro. Like that's like a Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad, yeah, dude. No, it, it looks like weak. the used. You don't like it? Yeah, oh. it does. It looks like what? The used. Yeah, I think I think the King of Limbs looks like a used album cover. Knew that that's a good point. Her likes stuff that's like a little grungy, a little scary, a little Halloween album cover. I just think it's so weird. It's so spooky looking. I don't know. I don't. I listen to the album. I think of my eleventh grade English class. I don't know why, but because I like when I was when I should have been reading Frankenstein, I was just listening to that album. Come on, no, I, that album's cool. You don't think that's a cool album cover? Parker, you okay. know what's funny, bro? I think that you Such like, a bad. It's like it's like pseudo badass. Like, I think that you like, <laughs> like, I feel like Parker likes the Punisher. Like, yeah. not, this is not a bad God. thing. I actually, I love this pseudo about you. badass. That's fucking I love awesome. This about you because like you love like Dragon Ball Z too, and just like I love this that you do this. But it's such a it's such a Parker thing to love like pseudo badass like dark stuff. Pseudo like, badass like mean. John Wick. I guess John Wick badass. is actually badass. Parker loves the Punisher. Watchmen. Yeah, Parker was oh, in high school. Oh, yeah. Watchmen. I was in high school telling me like, bro, you gotta read and watch Watchmen, dude. <laughs> I do love. You know Watchmen. what? I did, and it was good. But it's just like the the idea. Yeah, Watchmen rocks. Comes up to me in the hallway between classes. Like, bro, you ever heard of like Watchmen? <laughs> this goes crazy. There's like blood in it, and God. they swear and stuff. You know what it is? I or Eric like... Bana Hulk, not Edward Norton, but Eric Bana the Hulk. Maybe that's probably. I really, a bad I really dig things. Yeah, that, that feel sort of like 
feel sl- flawed in a specific way. Like, you know that they were coming from you in place. Like, late <laughs> 60s Beach Boys feels that way. There's obvious flaws, like Ellie Smile, Friends, Wild Honey, 2020, you know, that, that era of, like, like, from 1967, like, 1972. There's obvious well, how flaws. How do you follow up pet sounds, though, dude? Like, how, how do you follow up I'm telling sounds? you that I have gotten more listening out of post-pet sounds to 1972 than I have out of pet sounds in the past two years. I would agree. Because you're a yeah, giant fucking hipster. You guys are giant fucking hipsters. Oh, no, 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 but it's not about being hipsters. I'm saying that those albums <laughs> are so beautifully flawed. Sunflower? Sunflower? I listen yeah. to the album Sunflower, for real. Yeah, I'll, okay, Sunflower's amazing. Friends? Friends? Friends is so good. But everything from 67 to 72, listen to it. Like it's, I, gotta, I do that. You'll probably learn how to write songs. There's this one song. Just pouring my that, heart out, man. There's this one song that opens up 2020. That is such a. It's kind of a lame ass song. It's called "Do It Again." The drums yeah. have oh, this. The drums. Silly. <laughs> though. The drums have this weird like flanger effect on it. That's that's almost like it's like novel sounding and it's kind of tacky, but it goes so hard. The production sounds like they recorded it in a basement. And we're talking, these guys are millionaires. Like these dudes wrote bluebirds over the mountain. You like bluebirds over the mountain. <laughs> no, I just think that that series of albums is like almost that the legacy of that series of albums is better than pet sounds. To but me. what do you think is just like the standalone best record they did? Probably smiley smile. Smiley smile? Okay. Yeah, it's the most like doesn't sound like anything that's like ever been made up to that point and probably beyond that, other than themselves. Like that sound sounds like sounds sounds like Exotica and like Burt Baccarat, which is dope and it's like one of the greatest albums ever made, and it's objectively a better album. So yeah. do you think that maybe the reason Pet Sounds is held in such high regards because maybe that's like the most accessible version of of Brian Williams? And like maybe like that's the most like commercially accessible one example of what he's capable of. But those other records you're mentioning are just better, maybe like a bit less accessible no, to the average listener. No, they're not better. They're sillier and they're more flawed. So that for oh. some reason Okay, I see what I you're saying. Think the legacy of those albums like better than the legacy of pet sounds. Well, I don't know, man. Pet sounds had a documentary made about it. Like, I think that's the one dude in terms of like the most, that's the, the flagship. Yeah. No, no, I know. Thing. Yeah. I think I, like the 67 to 72 is like, we're all like the underground, um, like the yeah. bedroom pop bands, like take a lot of inspiration from, and that's kind of like the cult of, of liking those albums. But like, I think that your kids will probably like those albums. No. <laughs> you, but you well, don't quite understand it. Just I yet. love that. Tr- I love that rock and roll. Tr- like, this <laughs> is the too. music that our kids are listening to, man. I do have a couple kids on the way, so we'll see. Right. You popping them out, Brian? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a seahorse. I'm I'm pregnant myself. <laughs> And I think that's how seahorse work. Ryan, if 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 men could have kids, do you think it would come out the butt or the penis? Um, I think for me, the belly button because it's so deep. I think there's it's definitely connected. I think there's definitely 
My my girl was looking at my belly button the other day, and and you know she couldn't figure out where it ended, and I couldn't either. Oh, but Brian, you yeah, didn't so, answer my question. No, you didn't answer. What's okay, that? I would say the butthole. Butthole choice. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. The butthole. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Because there were there were times where I thought I was giving birth, and let's just leave it at that. I love you know? jokes, dude. Too. You know, it's not a joke, dude. It's not a joke. I'll tell you guys when we're done recording. Okay, maybe I will because it's really fucking disgusting. But it's definitely tell, not. Just tell them no. No, tell us no. Nope. nope. Like, so you it, think you're gonna have a good podcast without burying your soul on it a couple times? No, d- once once I tell you, like, you're gonna understand why I didn't say it on a recording. Trust me. Right. Trust and you said me. Some you said some really like soul bearing things about your father. And you I did. Tell us. Yeah, but I, I love you know. <laughs> That's, you know, that's just, like, normal shit. Like, it's not really that soul bear. I mean, maybe a little bit, but, like, everybody, you know, not everybody, but it's a common thing for want to make your dad proud, you know what I mean? And have, like, pent-up male emotions, like, overflowing when something with your dad comes to the table. I think that's, you know, fairly normal. I'm looking, show me your butthole. This is the first episode where, like, there's been shit posting simultaneously in the chat. You're the best. <laughs> You're the best, dad. Oh, look through all these gifts and songs and try to decipher what we're talking about. Like what? What would? What would? It, what would you come to the conclusion? I would. I would say kill Radiohead. You know what I'm actually thinking? The three members of Andrea Doria, the three main ones. Out of those three, if one was the dad, one was the mom, and one was the child, who would the roles be assigned to? I don't know. I can't. Um, <laughs> Probably wouldn't I'll be. I've been okay. Be a right. traditional nuclear family because that's pretty outdated. Parker's yeah. the mom. Um, Drew is the dad, and Max, you're the most innocent, I think. And so, Max, you'd be the child. Um, but you're like. Sometimes I feel like they have to cater. To you're like me. the kid Wait, from August explain? Rush, though. Why don't you explain though the rest of them? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so Parker, Just give an explanation. You're the mom because you're sassy. Uh. You're sassy and you tell it like it is. You're like a sitcom mom. Drew, you know, like, like, oh, do you want me to break it down more? Yeah, could you, everybody, just break it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Parker is the mom because Parker is sassy. Parker will tell you like it is and he'll let you know how he feels. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll do that. He's, he's like a good mom. And then Drew is the dad because Drew is maybe a little bit more serious, but, Parker and Drew, I think, have if there's going to be like a, a, a mom and daddy arguing at the table, I think it's going to be Parker and Drew. And then I think Max, when Max speaks, it's just innocent. He's like the kid from August Rush. He's just like a musician and he's just, he's clearly the most innocent of the three. And I think, you know, Drew, he'll pipe in with a dad joke here and there, but Parker will be like, like the, like a mom, like unamused with dad's jokes. And then mom also thinks she's funny, but no one in the family thinks she's funny, but she still will tell jokes as if she's funny. You know what I mean? That's just the way I see it. Yeah, but that, I so we've been that. talking for like an, for an hour and you, you don't know shit about us. <laughs> I'm just saying based on perceptions. You but Max always kid. has that. Max has always had a like a Freddie Highmore vibe. He's August Rush. He's the August oh, Rush. Oh yeah, kid. yeah. Oh my god. I only know him as August Rush kid. Oh my god. Freddie Highmore. Who was, who was the actor in that? Like the the adult main actor in that movie? I can't fucking remember. Is it Robin Williams? No. 
Um, John Cusack? Who fucked This <laughs> gift that I just sent really sums up Max here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Eric Wareheim? <laughs> Please help me. What do I do after school? <laughs> hey, you guys realize there's no video <laughs> yeah. in this. People are going to hopefully listen to this. This is my legacy, just so you know, this podcast. Uh, this will be, you know, people long after I'm gone will, you know, go back and listen trying to these to, episodes. Are you trying to wrap yeah, this up right now, Brian, with some final words? You doing? Would you like I, me I to? Because you know what, you know what else they're going to listen to? Each boy is 1967 to 72. Hot pets. Boy is 1967 to 72. It's going to blow their minds. That sounds oh, like hey, Drew. literally so great. I love that album. I'm just saying, I it's think good. Smiley Smile is so like intoxicating. I don't get it. Kind of like, see, like Parker's the shoes. most likely to have word art, I feel like, in his house, which is why Parker's the mom. Dang. All these Par- people fell Parker would have like a sign in his kitchen that says, but first wine or like, but first coffee or some shit. You know what I mean? Non ironically. He tried to make it, everyone think it's ironic, but it's like secretly it's not. He just likes it, I feel. Can have First Corinthians up on the wall. Oh, my friend has uh, word art, but it just says "Hail Satan," and then he has another one that says "Live, Laugh, Hail Satan," and I think it's hilarious. I don't know if that's any better. It is. It's it's good. Um, I gotta I think go. The, yeah, Brian, yeah, we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. Question? Can you ask us a final question? Yeah, I will ask you one um, final question. Um, let me just pull up i i have a list of questions that i've been wanting to ask bands so let me ask you one of those uh in the meantime choose the one you don't think anybody's gonna want to answer okay i'll do that to us could you thanks yeah i just gotta find them real quick okay um okay okay so well, there's not really any questions that I would think that no one would want to answer. I'm laughing at these photos you guys are sending. Um, I'm just, uh... This is a good question for you guys, I think. What is your favorite or most respected art form other than music? Um, <laughs> next question. I'm crying. Okay. Um, an art form. I'm just kidding. Um, I don't... Uh, that's... Who do I think is hard? Like, what do you, who, like, the, the practitioners of this art form, I, like, respect what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fucking, fucking basket weavers, David. Uh, wait, okay, basket, you're asking what are other art firms that we respect? I'd say, I'd say playwrights, I'd say Uh, stand-up comedians. People still writing, like, plays right now. Play actors too. I've been reading that Annie Baker one. It's really good. Uh, that Andrew. Yeah, isn't like, it awesome? So. I bought you that. Bought well, you did that. What's Annie let, Baker? Let people know where they can like find your uh, music and you know social medias and all that stuff. Um, my answer is painting. By the way, I think painting magical, and I don't think there's. I think the only thing that is like painting is honestly like recorded music is like painting almost. Feel like, but cool because, like, word, yeah, <laughs> you can find their music, Apple Music, and Deezer, and those places. And we're pretty active on Twitter. And Instagram. what's your Twitter? 
It's just team Andrea Doria. I think that's that's the I think that's the one for for most most now. things. It's team Andrea Doria because I think it's to, all about being a team. Yeah, we're, we're trying to standardize our handles. Well, yeah. Uh, and I'll put links to it and stuff too. But I'm gonna end the recording real quick, and then if you want, I'll tell you the the weird story. But thanks for listening, everybody.